This is just the. I know. I gladly, gladly will stand up Here. next to you and defend this movie today, because there ain't no doubt. I love this movie and I love this land, and God bless the USA. Hello, and I'm proud to be an American, or at least I know I'm free. Steven, do you feel like that? Um, you know, uh, that's what America means to me. I'm glad because we're uh, we're celebrating the Fourth of July today. It's hey, the Fourth of July. It's Fourth of July weekend. Happy Happy Fourth to all you American citizens out there um, celebrating your freedoms or lack thereof. Yep. Uh, there's never been a scarier time to be an American. And we're here to celebrate that fact. There, there may be one scarier time to be an American, and it was probably 1776. Yes, it was the fucking American Revolution. I don't know how anybody survived that shit. No, how anybody survived the past and how we are here now with our air conditioning and, and uh, 3G internet access boggles yeah. the mind. Yeah, when they were like, I'm too hot. I'm going to go slather mud on myself to uh, try and stay cool. I need to go cool down. Please grab this ice cube and sling it against my head. <laughs> Did they have ice cubes like that? They had ice blocks, I ice believe. Ice blocks, yeah. But it only lasted three months because they only had the ice house. Then you had to take the ice from the ice house and uh, and uh, and uh, bring it out, bring it down downhill. Yeah, all the kids would ride it down the hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when that ice game started. Racing. Yeah, yeah. It's a real, it's a real deal. Holyfield uh, activity. We're here to celebrate the American Revolution. We're here and to celebrate and separate the American Revolution. Yes, we're <laughs> we're here to talk about. Revolution, specifically. What is revolution, you may ask yourself? Is that a movie? I thought it was just an idea. Yeah, I thought it was uh, just what this, what we do around the sun. Well, here, here, I'm here to uh, download some information to you uh, real rotteners out there. Reelers? Reelers, rotteners? We're, we're calling them reelers. Reelers. Re- reelers, I'm going to keep it real for you. This was a movie that was lost in time, if, I'm, if I do say so. This was a movie that was intentionally lost in time, too. It was, not a, it was not a successful movie by any stretch of the imagination. It uh, fell by the wayside in regards to 1980s cinema. In regards to Al Pacino's career, in regards to British film history itself. True. And uh, this is Real Rotten. Welcome. Hey. This is the podcast where <clears throat> you walk out of your house and uh, the uh, the American flag is just flying in the wind. It's just, it's just a nice gentle breeze so you can see all the stripes and all the stars. Billowing. And you look up at it and you say, man, I should go watch The Patriot right now. Mm-hmm. And you're like... I wonder what the Patriot is on Rotten Tomatoes. And uh, you look it up, and it turns out it's too high to be on this podcast. So you uh, you go to, to Revolution, and that's uh, that's what we do. We watch movies under 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, and uh, you should follow us on all the platforms. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes, so that way we can actually get feedback from you guys. And maybe, you know, some more followers. That'd be great. I think we gotta. I think we need higher ratings in order to get more followers, so you get more presence. Is that how it works? I believe that's how the internet well, works. Well, if we get presence, then... I'm up for any. I will do anything. We need people to tell us what works in our show. So uh, just just be brutally honest. We're we're willing to cut segments. We're willing to kick K Jacks out of the house, which is what we did for this podcast. Hooray! We do have Kyle here. Hello there. Oh sweet Jesus, Kyle <laughs> scared me. Oh, hey. I'm here. Hey there, Kyle. How's it going? Good. Uh, Kyle's fat corner is up and running. He is also running the soundboard. Yeah, board. a little behind on this one. Kyle's Fat Corner, brought to you by Little Jack Warner. Great well, cheese. Yeah. Glad to be here. Are Once you, again. Are you really glad to be here? Yeah. Oh, okay. We woke Kyle up this morning. We woke each other up this morning. Yep. With, uh, you know, a loud. little bit of morning glory. With loud, Was it uh, glory? Loud With morning the, around. The soccer game? No, it's called waving the American flag in your face because that's the morning glory. You wave at old glory in the morning. That's morning glory. Yes. God bless America. Or at least I know I'm free for now. It is time to get into the podcast. Cue the drum beat. Oh, yeah. Give me a minute here. The ends go marching one by one. Hurrah. Hurrah. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Love that reverb. No, I'm really really saying that for the editor. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, cue that. Cue that up, editor. Cued. 
This is a bonus episode. The wheels are falling off. <laughs> yeah, this is a bonus. This is a bonus. We we we're limited on staff. Uh, we're limited on interest in this movie. So so we're gonna we're gonna streamline this this episode for you folks. Um, it's basically one of those uh, episodes of Real Rotten where it, it is officially a movie that we watched. So you don't have to. We're gonna leave it at that. We'll get into it a little bit later. Kyle, tell us about the movie. Yeah. So the movie is Revolution, released on Christmas of nineteen eighty five. Do you do you see movies on Christmas? Is that one of your things your family does? That is a tradition in my family. That has been a tradition since two thousand and eleven, I wanna say. Um we've gone to see on Christmas night a movie every year. Um we've had a little bit of mixed reviews on our movie choices, uh uh in the past. Um we've we've righted the ship nowadays. Uh, what what about you? Uh, what about you, sir? Yeah, we're we're a Christmas family as well. We uh, Christmas, Christmas movie Christmas, family. Christmas Day. Christmas Day not, movie. Not family. at night. Um, yeah, I think if we had seen this movie on Christmas, we would probably never see a movie on Christmas oh ever God, again. I'd be so upset that I had to sit through two hours of this movie on Christmas. Yeah, this isn't exactly. Look, I have had some <laughs> bad. I've picked some bad Christmas Day movies. Do you guys split up? Do you split up or do you stay stick together as a family? We, we stick together as a family. Yeah, that's what we. That's what we do too. Much better, to, for better or worse. For better or for worse, mostly for worse, especially our first few choices. So, number one choice that we saw in 2011 when we started "quote unquote" this tradition. Seven pounds. Oh no, close. A uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh. So that was you know with me, my mom, my dad, and sister. Yeah, brother. it's a weird movie to see it with your family. Hey, it was a great movie. I love the good, I love the Swedish versions. It was movie? just not a Christmas movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was David Fincher's version of a Christmas movie. Yeah. God bless him for that. Um, second year, uh, we decided to to try to write the ship a little bit better. But uh, my my mother will disagree on this opinion. Django Unchained, twenty twelve. Your mom let you see. Wow. Your your mom actually went to Django with everybody. Oh yeah, she loved it, especially with horses' heads getting blown off. Oh my god, uh, my mom would explosions. never sign off on Django. <laughs> oh man, she was she was upset after that year. That's for sure. And so that's why the next year we saw uh, uh, uh what's the name of Child's movie? Uh, we saw like War Horse. I think was the next year we the next movie god, we saw. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. War Horse is a fantastic movie though. Yeah, it was great. That. It was a great great hol- holiday movie, I guess. I think the worst that we saw was Seven Pounds. Mm, yeah, just just a bad. It's just a bad movie. Bad, yeah, bad sad movie. And then uh, who wants who wants jellyfish? And then Les Mis has been a choice. Can't even remember what wow, we saw Les last Mis. year. Last year was uh, a last year was our finest choice, I believe. Um, it was Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. I think that's what we saw too. Yeah, it's a that was a great choice for a for a Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah, I never go to the movies on Christmas with my family. Oh, yeah. Why? Not really go to the movies with my family at all. Why is that? <laughs> it's because Kyle's family doesn't like it. They don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. Yeah. Exclude me. Um, oh, we okay. went to the movies, Kyle, just without you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody. Pack your stuff. We're all going to the movies. Kyle, stay. Kyle, stay. <laughs> Kyle, we need you to watch the house. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Santa comes because he forgot a gift, <laughs> yeah. we need you here. Oh, you need to wait here for Santa Claus. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't showed up the past 27 years, so maybe I don't know if it's from this year. All out. right, to continue on he with went out to get Revolution. And he never came back. Uh, directed by Hugh Hudson. Hugh Hudson. The Chariots of Fire. Cool. Yeah. That's about uh, it, right? Yeah, that was pretty much it. Written by Robert Dillon, not to get mixed up with Bad Bob Bobby Dillon. Dillon. <laughs> Bob Dillon. Uh, prime, <laughs> yeah. He uh, wrote, wrote Prime Cut. And The French Connection 2. Oh, he wrote The French Connection 2, which is a horrific sequel. Have you seen it? No, because I refuse to. I refuse to acknowledge uh, movies that were movies that have sequels that have no reason to have a dropping sequel. A, dropping another podcast that you can listen to after this one is uh, Unspooled with uh, Paul Shear, who, who does the better version of our podcast called How Did This Get Made? And uh, he... They doing the top 100 AFI movies, and they mm. did French Connection. Talked about French Connection too, like it was bad, and then had a. He said he had a lot of listeners call in and say French Connection is actually not that bad. The but first it, one or the second, the second one? one? The second one. But it's they said got, they said it is unnecessary though. It's got 77 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not a terrible film. It's just unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. They 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 told the story in the first one. Moving on. Uh, the cast. The this film features the great Al Pacino. Great. Okay. I guess he's great. Al I mean, Pacino. I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> uh, Donald Sutherland. Don Souther. 
Uh, would that be Natasha? He's dead, right? Na- Natasha Kinski. No, Donald Sutherland's alive and kicking, brother. Yeah, oh, thank God. He just, didn't he just do the Hunger Games? Yeah, he was, the, he was in. He was the fearless the leader in the Hunger Games. <laughs> he was in the. He was in that Gina Davis uh, vehicle, or no, the Gina Davis or Tay Leone vehicle. Remember, Secretary of State. Oh, the, uh, he's he doing was, the, he was the bed secretary. Gay. And then he's in that TV show on FX. Was it about? Oh uh, yeah, he's he's now um he's now jo- JP JPG uh, yeah. JPG two. Yep. Oh hell yeah! What's or that, he's the first one. You got a fact for me? I should look it up. Oh, scroll it. He's, he's right there. Eighty-three years old. He's eighty-three. He's an old man, but he, keep well, it. I've been kicking. What's keep the What's that show? The father of Kiefer Sutherland. Oh wow! Big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to tell. It's not Trust. Kiefer Sunderland. Trust. Trust. That's right. It's about the family, the Getty Trust. Boo. With the time traveling Brendan Fraser. All right. So, and then we have what? N- n- <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. That's a we'll real talk name. about that. We'll talk about that off mic. <laughs> and then uh, Natasha Kinski. Sure. Kingsky? Kingsky. I think that's the porn version. We have, <laughs> well, listen to his next name. Uh, Joe, Joan uh, Plowright? Plowright? Okay. Plowright. <laughs> Plowright. Yeah, Joan Plowright. Yeah, Dennis the Menace. Dennis the Menace, mom, Martha. Dennis the Menace, she was also the nanny, uh, Maggie, in a 101 live action her. of 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Oh, yes. That's uh, that's what I was trying to place her, yeah. the 101 Dalmatians. I yeah. went on her IMDb, and I was like, I fucking know her from somewhere else. With good old Emma Thompson and uh, Jeff Daniels. Ah, uh, underrated film. Yeah, great movie. Great live action film. And then uh, Annie Lennox. Annie Lennox, as the, as the Liberty Girl. Yep. Whatever the, the hell that is. Yeah, whatever that is. She's the singer from the Eurythmics. Um, yeah, couple couple random couple random people this in this movie. This movie was rated PG. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, there's barely any violence. There's barely any. Obviously, there's barely they show any a language. Bunch of just dead people around. I mean, it's pretty yeah, gory. The guy getting eaten by the dogs. I think it's PG for thematic elements. Well, it's also this this type of. Uh, it's 1985. It's 1985. This is you know around PG-13. The, you can still show boobs and be PG-13 in 1985. This was the the like the turning point of cinema though. Like how um, Temple of Doom really changed the PG rating to more of a PG-13 rating. This yeah, well, is, Jaws this is right was around that time. PG too, and that was pretty gory. The first Jaws was PG. Yeah. I don't believe that. I swear. I'll pay you five dollars. I think you're doing opinions now. No. Yep. This is not Kyle's opinion quarter. We don't we don't pay you for that. Yeah, maybe we need a fact check back to uh, Jaws. Maybe it. we need Rated a PG. Rated PG nineteen seventy five. Even though you a naked woman gets murdered? Yeah, yeah you murdered. Saw her and and you see a kid get eaten. Yeah, kids get eaten. Dogs get eaten. Man, PG back then. <laughs> What standards? How, how are those? Okay, I can see why they're like PC police. All the baby boomers are like PC police. Back in my day, we used to eat kids, and <laughs> yeah, it was PG. I have night. I had nightmares and jaws. My issue with the motion. I didn't uh, go in the water for six years. I turned out fine. Now I just hate black people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this uh, movie was uh, made through the studio of Goldcrest Films International. Ooh, Goldcrest. Never heard of them. Old, yeah, it's we'll a famous British. Why. It's a famous British uh, production company. <laughs> what? Oh, is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What's, what's, company, what's their claim to fame here? But oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. British film but, uh, company makes. In the articles I read, that's what it said. Movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. Okay. So, uh, some of the plot keywords for this movie is colonial America, American Revolution. British Renaissance. I don't know why. Blood spatter. See, there's blood spatter in the keywords. I don't, I don't, <laughs> see, I don't see any blood spatter in this film. That uh, would have made it a lot more interesting. And a Tragic Hero, which you can totally see throughout the film. I think it was only blood spatter. Like it was all blood after the fact. Yeah. So like blood on clothes, even though you don't, you didn't see any wound happen. I think you're right. I think it was a post production blood spatter. Like, oh, there's blood in there. We got to scratch it out. <laughs> yeah. Because we need that PG rating. <laughs> yeah. And then it's just some guy with like a paintbrush that's going out and flicking at Jackson Pollock style <laughs> yeah, on stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, like the Dexter of movie blood spatter. Probably a serial killer. More than likely. <laughs> Uh, Rotten's tomato rating, 10%. Yep. Two fresh, 18 rotten. It's a total of 20 reviews. Uh, audience gave it a 31%. Oh, wow. Mm. Wow. Oh, my God. This budget of the movie was $28 million. $28 million. And it only grossed 360000 Absolutely. That's a disaster. It's 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 not good. It is <laughs> not a great that's... film. This was a rush job, apparently, according to uh, the director and the production company. They uh, this was their first film that they needed to get profit back in order to create their other films, and it just did not work out. And well, eventually, the company folded. Oh, 
speaking of Goldcrest International, they made the mission at the same time as this movie. Mm-hmm. And so, there's, they so were... De Niro and one can. That's crazy because so, no one knows that movie either. Yeah, it's a, it's too long of a movie. It's one of the I just like it, Revolution. I put it in the too long category. Oh, the mission. Yeah. Oh, two hours and six minutes. Okay, Father yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. Well, there's no consensus blurb for this movie. Uh, but before we get to the blurb, I do want to talk about the production of this movie a little bit. Okay. So I think now's the time to do that. Yeah, we got to revisit. We got to revisit. So they the production so value. they shot this movie in England and Norway. Yeah, an American film, but it was British British funded with a, so some some slight backing from a group of Norwegian dentists, which is which explains the Norwegian film locations. It's like we'll give you money, but you got to film no, it. It was mo- it was mostly England. I know mostly England, but they were they were forced to shoot in Norway just because they got money from a bunch of Norwegian dentists. I repeat, from Norwegian dentists. I read that um, Williamsburg was the only place that they thought they could shoot in America, but yeah. it was too museum-like. Yeah, it was too museum-like. It, it, was, it didn't feel real. It felt you know, like it was a fake representation of colonial America, which it is. Which leads into my blurb. It's uh, watching Revolution is like visiting a museum. It looks good without really being alive. Yeah, that was a great. That was a great. By the uh, Variety staff. Variety staff, because whoever <laughs> consensus first name Variety, last name Staff. Yeah, yeah. Better watch out. Um, blurb I got from me is from good old uh, Richard Corliss from Time. Hey. That's your, that's your boy. It's a it's a solemn, incoherent brown film. It totally is a brown film. I feel like a browned out oh, when yeah. I watch this film. I'm like coming in and out, like like uh, like I've had too many whiskey shots. Yeah, I was just, like I was like wiping my face off the whole movie because I was just like, God, this movie's so fucking dirty. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking dirty in this movie. So dirty, so bad. It's my I'm just so I was so over it. And every time I looked at the t- the, the 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 clock, still had an hour left. No matter what time I looked at this film. I still had an hour left to, to finish this goddamn film. Well, you say you want a revolution. Well, you know. We all want to change the world. It's time to get into it. Yeah, with the two-minute recap. Two-minute recap. So, it's a world at war. And by the world, mean meaning France and England are at war over a patch of land in the west, uh, the Western Hemisphere. Uh, it's, it's crazy times to be an American colo- colonial uh, citizen. So, Al Pacino and his son... Uh, are day trappers uh, by day. You heard of day traders? He's a day trapper. Collects first, sells them to uh, whatever businesses. The mob of uh, of anti loyalists uh, uh, decide to take his boat and uh, his, his his wares, and he's like, "Oh, I guess I gotta fight the army to get my money back from this from this government." So he turns and fights, uh, joins joins the Continental Army. Continental Army gets crushed. He runs away with his son like a coward. He gets ridiculed for it. His son gets captured by the British, uh, uh, a.k.a. Donald Sutherland. Donald <laughs> Sutherland decides to uh, uh, teach the boy a lesson because he's not being compliant, and Al Pacino learns of this. And Al Pacino is forced to come back for his son and uh, finds his, his foot. He just he just beat his feet a lot, so his, you know what happens when they beat feet. He uh, can't walk, so Al Pacino carries his son away from the British Army, runs across two Native Americans, kills both of them, Runs across a couple other Native Americans who are like, oh, you killed our enemy. You're my friend. They heal their feet. It ends up being the best thing possible. They become scouts for the American army at that point when they realize it's their job to be part of the revolution. And then they go back to war. They run across Claire. So Claire is part of this whole thing. She was a wealthy woman who uh, wanted to be part of the Revolutionary War effort, and she's kind of the love interest. They run across her again. She gets slashed in the face. She ends up being okay. Really? And then they win the war. And they kill Donald Sutherland. I love how war. you realized that that's really the plot at the last five seconds. <laughs> yeah, it really is. The whole end of, the whole last hour of the movie was like the whole en- the end of the movie. It could have been that one hour could have filled in the, fir- the first like 45 minutes or the last 45 minutes of the first half of the movie. You know, yeah. this movie could have been an hour 30. Easy. And it would have stay, still made the same amount of sense, which is not much, by the way. A lot of the scenes were way too long. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's see. Do, do you think this movie deserved a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes? <sighs> yes and no. There's a, lot, there's a lot worse movies that have higher ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, but I feel like this, is the, this was in the era of, of not really taking account of all the bad reviews, taking account of all the press releases that might have happened for this film. Um, it was an overlooked movie, and 
there's good reason for it. It's just not a great film. It wanted to be something so much bigger, so much grandiose, um, and it fell, fell, fell extremely short. I believe it should be a little bit under 25%, probably a 20 10 really doesn't count for it because that's almost at the level of the Emoji movie, and I feel like this had a lot more substance to the Emoji movie. Yeah, it's, it's definitely under 25. Yeah. I'll, I'll just keep it at that. Yeah. It, it deserves to be under 25 because this movie is bad. It's bad. I'm going to say this movie is not worth watching. It's one of the most meandering movies I have ever oh witnessed. Oh, my God. And it's, it's, like, it's as if this guy wanted to be like – this wanted to be the, the thin red line of American Revolution movies, and it's just nowhere near because thin red line's already almost unbearable. Uh, but the fact that the action sequences make up for it, um, there's no good action sequence. No. They're awful. Yeah. The action is, it's anti-action. Everything. It's very anti every, Everything ends anti-climactic. Like, if you think of every battle that is in this movie, they all end so anti-climactically that it's, it's insane that yeah. they got signed off on. They're like, okay, we'll make it real exciting, real exciting. And then just be like, walk away from each other. Yeah, we're, we're done. Every single time they just ran away from each other. Yeah, you never saw any like final battles or anything. Even no, uh, even the very captures. yeah, even the very end when they finally catch up to Donald Sutherland again mm-hmm. and shoot him, they're just like walk away again. Nah, just we'll leave just him on the beach. Let him bleed out. He'll be all right. He'll barely lead him or something. We, we got Yorktown yeah. boys. We got to go watch the horse ride up the hill. We got we gotta watch Yorktown rice. <laughs> yeah. Just terrible shots too, all together. Like they just, had, a, they, they, I knew what they like were they going for. It's like they had a lot of, they had a lot of shots. An overwhelming amount of shots. Oh, just, definitely. Yeah. A lot of shots, a lot of, a lot of too lengthy shots. Not a lot of good editing involved with those sweeping shots. Um, yeah, the lighting was bad in some scenes. Bad lighting, bad set direction. Um, Part one, of it was bad luck on for them. Yeah, because they found their perfect area, and then when they went to shoot, it was like three. Three to four weeks of rain. Yeah, nonstop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the rest of the time, it was just horrible weather. Oh, gee, I wonder why. Because you're in fucking England filming? <laughs> yeah. And by the way, Al Pacino had pneumonia during the entire production. So that didn't help anything either. And now it's time for, are you for real? Is oh, this yeah. for real? No, it's not. Is this real life? It's straight up fantasy. So what are, what are, what are one, what's one positive from this movie that we can talk about? It was surprisingly historically accurate. The historical accuracy, I feel like, was was probably the the best thing that this movie had going for it. It felt like uh, you were actually there. You got to witness like pretty realistic situations for working conditions, for wartime conditions, for war- combat-like behavior, allegedly, according to historians. It still amazes me today that, that anybody would march in a direct line. Oh, my God. When, when gunfire is going off. But yeah. I guess that's what happened. Yeah, there was one. There was one shot that I uh, particularly liked, and that's the daisies scene. Oh yeah, when they're walking through the field of flowers with all yeah, the, 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 sweep, the sweeping people. shot over the flowers was was fantastic. But let's get back to Revolutionary War tactics because I don't understand walking in a straight line no into sense. fucking fire. Makes no sense. I think this was because the early we introduction need to, we need to have on a war historian to yeah. say, to to tell us how you could how you could possibly have an advantage doing that. It has something to do with uh I think it's when they crash down and they do the volley at yeah. the same time. That has to be it, right? Cuz so it has to be you have a lot of shots coming from one direction instead of a bunch of little shots coming from different directions. Yeah. So well, you have a higher chance of hitting something. Well, look at this. You got to put it in this way too. This was maybe 2-300 years after the firearm was even invented. So they're still following along the lines of arrows spears swords and shields so what did you do when you had close quarters combat you had to go in a line make sure your numbers are strong and there were no holes in your in your game with firearms they had to adapt to that they this this whole gentlemanly warfare sort of element was uh was infused with with this lack of firearm understanding and the fact that you could fire one shot every three minutes too i think that would uh that would increase. yeah like the fastest people was like 245 i think uh-huh. like there's people out there now that can do like reload a musket in like a couple minutes it's crazy that's not enough time no no yeah. that's why they're marching in the line that's why they stab they that's stab why they them. got the bayonets they got the bayonet action going they're just marching in the line like a bunch of robots i mean the bayonets even played a bigger role in like world war one so we we still didn't progress that far from 1776 to no. like the early 1900s no not at all crazy i don't understand we need to talk somebody somebody tell us Somebody tell us about Yeah, give us some, some historical perspective yeah, on gentlemanly warfare. Uh, do you have a Are You For Real scene? Oh, 
for real scene, I guess, uh, man, it would have to be. It would have to be the scene where Tom has to sneak back into the, into the British encampment to, to rescue his son. It was a long sweeping shot, big surprise. Um, but it was uh, it was like a 50-50 shot. Like half of the scene was him running through an open, sunny, yeah. wooded area. <laughs> yeah. And then the other half immediately was just downpour. He's in mud. British yeah, camp. just covered just in mud. covered in mud. Can't get past it. So I guess it's very, uh, very geo geographically based that 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 rainfall in that northern england set uh we have to talk about the score because the score was the Jesus. worst part of the movie it really was i think that i've never heard of i've never really thought about a score before in a bad way as much as i thought about it in this movie just like what the fuck are we listening to they're trying to tell you how to feel and they're telling you all the wrong feelings they have yeah it completely disjoints you from the movie. And it how really you're does. To it, feel. it pulls you out. You're just like, how could they think that this is the mood of this scene right now? And it happened over and over and over again. What I'm I'm gonna torture this poor boy. What music should we play? How about a flute and some triangles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the yeah, all the really intense scenes were all like happy, like let's go exploring music. And then all the, like the scenes that were supposed to be happy, it was like. Somebody's about to get Dread. murdered. Yeah, I was just Someone's like going to get knifed in this. Yeah, crowd. I was just like, I was just like, a bayonet is going to slit someone's throat right now. Yeah, absolutely. Surprise! Like, I'm British. <laughs> there you go, Al Pacino. Long live King George. Yeah. Uh, so we'll go right into that then. Who who made the movie work for you? My guy, uh, my guy Merle, the Merle Man, the Merle Man, the guy who made his own. He made the first ever real drum beat. He, in the history of the world, drumline doesn't have shit on yeah. that drum sequence. He was the first Nick. Ned. He was the first Nick Cannon. Yeah, he was Nick Cannon before Nick Cannon even knew he was Nick Cannon. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird how that happened. So Merle, Merle's my guy. He lived throughout the whole movie too. So shout out to Merle. Even though he got messed up in that first battle of Yorktown. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, he was he was bloody. Oh, he was he was not okay after that. He's he definitely has some trauma for the rest of his life. Yeah, but uh, but he he seems stupid enough to forget about it. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. So I got faith in my guy Merle. Uh, also, the Pacino hair for the movie, so beautiful. I loved it. The the nice, it's like the classy mullet, you know. I think White Rain was invented in 1777 by Al Pacino's <laughs> character. They, he, he was just perfectly feathered, perfectly yeah, formed hair. It was hair. very feathered. It was it was a dodgeball. Very, Le- very Dwight Goodman. Fe- yeah, very, Dwight Goodman level of feathering. or White Goodman. White Goodman. White, White Goodman. W H I T E E. It's got to be the hair, Cotton. It's beautiful, feathered, and lethal. You just don't see it nowadays. Uh, very Martin Riggs. Very Mel Gibson oh, yeah, lethal yeah, yeah. weapon. Very Mel Gibson lethal oh, that, weapon. Oh, yeah, that was in at the time. Oh, yeah. It was so hot. And he made the bandana. Cool. I think that wearing a bandana with a mullet like that is dope. Yeah, and the, and the little mini ponytail in the back. That's the very old uh, Sam Adams sort of patriot patriotic ponytail. And I'll give my bad while we're at it. Uh, Donald Sutherland had a mole the whole movie, and I can't take my fucking eyes off of it. it what like, was the point of the mole? I feel like it was a black powder burn more than it was a mole, but it was just it was, it some, just, it was, was he, so fuzzy. Was he based off like a real character that had like this insane growth on his face? Yeah, like, Donald Sutherland was like talking to Hugh Hudson. Look, I feel like the worst character of it. Put a mole on my cheek. Kiefer was probably just like, hey, Dad, I think that you should have a mole on your face for Dad, this movie. I think that's a great idea. You should do that. I'm going to go do coke. <laughs> that's like the Christian Slater version of Kiefer Sutherland, which I love. Well, I'd, wa- I'd, watch the, that, I'd watch that movie. That's the It's the Visa check card, Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> yeah. where he's super active and super happy. You can save 10% on this deal. <laughs> he's not Jack Ryan. Get down! Who worked and didn't work for you? Um, You know, n- you know Ned... Uh, Ned pulled off a pretty good, pretty good uh, childlike role. He was he was barely present with his lines, but the younger Ned, uh, in specific, I think all the Neds did a pretty good job. I didn't like the older one. The older one seemed like the he, oldest one or the the middle one, the the one at the end. So there's three with different the high cheekbones. Okay, high cheekbones. Ned, he didn't really pull it off for me. I didn't enjoy that, but I did like the the Ned that got tortured. He seemed very believable as as a kid in pain. Yeah. Who, didn't, who didn't work for me is all the A list actors. Yeah, they did a horrible job. They all had bad Natasha accents. Kinsky, the horrible Russian accent, even though she's supposed to be a British loyalist. He had Al Pacino, who has a Brooklyn accent, which doesn't happen for the next two hundred years. And you have Donald Sutherland, who who fluctuates between uh, a Northern English, Scottish, Western English, uh, and London-based a- a- a British accent, and it, that's when it was you all can, over the place. And that's when you can understand what they're saying. This exactly. whole movie, it was like it was. 
it was impossible to know what any of them were saying at any time. And it was like they were trying to go for the for the old school lingo, but at the same time, they didn't know what the hell they were saying. So they were just trying to say it in gibberish, like flippity. Yeah, mate. So did 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 Americans have accents, in British accents? They did. It in, was like a in the fleeting... late seventeen hundreds. Well, I believe historians might might correct me on this, but I believe this story is. Uh, they first had the British accents, but because of the taxations, because of all the ridicule and oppression that the British put on the Americans. They talked they, differently on purpose? They shied away from the British accent to distance themselves further from uh, the British crown. So we're going to have our own ways of, of saying these certain words. We're, we're going to spell it. We're pop nowadays. We're going we're gonna to use colors with, without the U because fuck <laughs> you. Yeah. You know what's our favorite? Not spelling words with a U. That's not our favorite. Yeah. Or putting, or putting E's after R's. Because it's not century, it's center. It's a center. It's not century. And theatre. And theatre. It's I'm a theater. I, I think we're right in that. Yeah. I think I think Americans are right in getting rid of the U and moving the E back in front of the R. First it was the lingo. Second was the T. Third was just, you know, hygiene. That was it. Americans are going to be hygienic. You British can be not hygienic with your butter-ass teeth. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the A-list actors, Al Pacino, only had... I don't remember him talking the whole movie except t- until the very end. Until the very end, where he actually complains because he he did all of his work and he gets he gets stiffed at the end. Big surprise, which which is historically accurate because that leads to the Hayes Rebellion, which yeah. which which uh, uh, instills the United States Constitution. Which afterwards. also leads us to best lines of the movie. Best lines. Uh, it, they're both Pacino lines. Or I had a Pacino line, you had a Pacino line, and we got a bonus line. We got a bonus line because it's just too too juicy to pass. So up. my my line goes back to the lingo. Uh, one of his first lines is New York. It's going crazy, and he's narrating this too, yeah. which is it's, <laughs> it's just, just he's like, weird. He's like whispering into into the narration mic, just saying New York is going crazy. You could hear the city a mile off. New York going crazy, which he could say in eighty percent of his movies. Yeah, you would think. Do people say? Do, I wonder if people said going crazy back yeah. then. I yeah. I really don't feel like that's. The, the town of New York is going loony. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't even know what, what crazy word? would be. Yeah. Like, it would be mad. It's going mad. Yeah, mad probably seems like the right one. But they didn't want to be British. But they what's, wanted American. What, what's the actual best line in the movie? Actual best line for sure is uh, is when he's complaining to the Continental Army representative when he gets payment for his uh, boat that get, gets commandeered at the beginning of the movie. He gets his uh, he gets his redemption after the war, um, get his, uh, you know, re- repaid funds from his lost business. Um, and he gets stiffed, and uh, the the Continental Army rep says, "You know, take it up with Congress. Go com- go use your mouth and complain with com- complain to Congress." And uh, Al Pacino fires back, "My mouth belongs anywhere I put it." You open your mouth to Congress. It's where your mouth belongs, not to me. My mouth belongs anywhere I put it. Yeah, it's true. That's not a false statement. Yeah, it I just mean, doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's just false. It's not false. Well, let's give it to Tom. He's uneducated. Tom Dobbs. Yeah. I'm going to sign my name Tom Dobbs, but it's just going to be because I'm illiterate. Watching. How do you get paid for something if you can't sign your damn name? He did a great job uh, writing his name at the end as an illiterate person because it was just like D-O-B. And He's then- whispering to the guy next to him the whole time. Okay, how do you do a D? How do you do an O? And then the guy with one eye that is just like, oh, hurry the fuck up. Yeah. How do you do another B? I'm I trying, just did one. I need I'm to trying to jip you on this uh, on this boat that we took from you. Yeah. Um, and then the bonus bonus line, of course, from Donald Donald Sutherland. This is one of those uh, times where uh, they tried to use the colonial British English uh, phrase, and it, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, he he tells uh, Ned, uh, you know, when he captures him, cross me and I'll pop out your glim. Cross me and I'll pop out your glim. Which we had to look up. I had no idea what the fuck a glim was. Um, I thought it was like... I thought it was penis. I thought it was just, I'll pop your penis out. I thought it was like going to pull out a tooth like <laughs> with his bare hands or something like that. But a glim, uh, I, I looked it up, is like a lantern or candle. So I guess uh, the you, you people back then considered your eyes to be like the lanterns of your soul or something like that. Is that true? Like doorways of the soul, lanterns, candles of candles of the soul sort of thing, you know? Because the, when the light leaves your eyes, you're dead sort of thing. Uh, yeah. So cross me and I'll pop out your glim. He's trying to pop that kid's eye out. I could be convinced. Yeah. That's probably what happened to the other British guy. I mean, the, the, American, the Continental the, Army dude. Yeah, the Continental Army dude. He got dude. his glim popped the fuck out. Yep. Popping glims popping and popping glims. bottles. Popping glims, popping bottles. 
uh, we're gonna do a really quick modernization of this movie as a game. Okay. Um, we're gonna pick a new director and uh, fill in the Donald Sutherland, Pacino, the girl. That's all we're calling her. <laughs> we gotta say she was bad in this movie. Natasha, Natasha Kinski. Yeah. Yeah, she was horrible. First, but it's not it's not all her fault. That character was just bad. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, I'm a loyalist, but I like helping the Americans, but now I'm. She was just like, yeah, just like a revolutionary. She's like a young girl that got radicalized or whatever, but she didn't know what to do with anything. She had no skills to help, and she eventually just almost died. Yeah, she learned the skills, to her credit, barely after a year. After what four years of war? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we did that. All right, moving on. Modernize the movie. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go more. Um, a tour with my choices. Ooh, yeah. We got Mike Nichols. I'm choosing a uh, yeah, Jim Jarmish. Jim Jarmish Revolution. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's got to be somebody who can get the whole scope of the revolution and uh, and and make it real and beautiful. David Lynch. And I'm going with Denis. Ooh, Denis Villeneuve. 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 Interesting. Yeah. I think that he choice. would he would make a beautiful yet like kind of gritty. The soundtrack would be a uh, hell of a lot he better. Those oh establishing God. shots too. Yeah, those he, long establishing sweeping shots. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'd make a beautiful fucking American Revolution movie, which it turns out there's not that many of. We'll, we'll get to that. that. We'll get to that in just a yeah, second. Yeah, Hollywood. But uh, and then starring in uh, starring in this film, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Jake Gyllenhaal because uh, he's on my mind. Always. We were just talking about him. Of course he is. Yeah. As yeah. Pacino's role. As yeah. a as a yeah, Jake Mr. Gillenhall, as a as older Jake actually no, 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 I'm changing it. Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hawk is my uh he's my dad. He's your sleeper. Yeah. yeah. He's a passionate dad. Yep. Yeah. And then uh as as a, as the young as the boy, it's gotta be I'm I gotta go with uh Jacob Tremblay. The hot the hot he's the he's the hot child boy actor right now. Mm. Okay. Or Toothless from uh, Stranger Things. <laughs> Dustin. That's the part the German Toothless one. has a lisp. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to fight in your war. Actually, yeah, I'm going to choose him. I'm choosing him. You're I, choosing Dustin. I, he would look great in, like, yeah. revolutionary The super gear. curly hair. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he looks like his mouth's all fucked up, so you're like, oh, yeah, he's definitely a child of the revolution. And then uh, the woman, the woman I'm going to go, uh, Rachel. McAdams? Nope. Rachel Dolezal? Yep. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Rachel from uh from fucking Legion. The main girl in Legion. Oh yeah, uh, who was in Fargo. Um she was in a couple other films. Yeah, yeah I'm going I know with what her. You're talking about. And Ra- then uh, Rachel Leave or something like that. Yeah, and then uh Sutherland and Rachel I'm give Keller. Richard Rachel, Rachel Keller. Keller. Yeah, Keller. Love her. Ratch Keller. Uh and then I'm gonna go with Who's your Sutherland? Kiefer. Keeper, keep it in the family. <laughs> keep it, it in, in the family. family. He'd be a good bad he guy. Be, he would be a good if he can. Know if, if he can pull, pull off the British, British accent. accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really all it comes down to. But that's I believe in. Factor. I believe in my guy Kiefer. Okay, okay. So that's that's my movie. That's okay. my uh, that's my revolution. And I think it. I think it would actually work. All right, all right, all right. I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna go a little bit darker for you. I'm gonna go a little bit more gritty. This is more of a gritty story. Um, and the the violence will will be uh, tenfold. <laughs> with this director, uh, because it's necessary. It's because it, war is hell, and uh, what better director to to personify a war is hell uh, movie in the modern age? Um, Antoine Fuqua. That's my guy. That's my guy. Antoine Fuqua <laughs> okay. directing Revolution. Yeah. Um, you have Pacino as. A, I thought a, you were going in the Michael Bay direction. I was like, yeah, it sounds like hell. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that'll be an even worse movie. Um, but no, it's going to be gritty. It's going to have that 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 still same impact of of, of being a reluctant yet uh, yet force yourself into this good cause. Pacino's role, Mr. Dobb, will be played by Brad Pitt. Uh, he'll have a little bit older makeup going for him. Um, he's uh, he played an excellent old timey like reluctant sort of fellow in uh, Thirteen Years a Slave. Yeah, when he was the, the I thought he was, yeah he, I thought he was getting that movie. He was very very emotionally uh, invested. He he was still reluctant and to help. Uh, financially invested. Financially invested because uh, you know he's a producer and so Plan B. Um, young, younger uh, role of Ned. Um, I believe he's got the range to do this. Um, it's going to be interesting to see it. It'll be uh, younger makeup. On Brad Pitt, so Brad Pitt's gonna be a dual role. <laughs> oh, okay. As as both his both the father and the son, uh, he can do it. Because he, he would be way too beautiful as a CGI boy. Yeah, well, he wouldn't be a boy. He'd be like his his own age right now, but he'd be like sixteen because I believe sixteen year olds <laughs> looked like thirty eight back in the back in the seventeen hundreds. Okay. Um, 
the role of the girl, of Natasha, Natasha Kinski's role, uh, uh, would be, hmm, who would it be? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take take a take a left field turn here and uh, pick uh, pick Julia Roberts. You know, she's she's was the unwed daughter of these loyalists, and all the family wanted to do was make her loyal to the British crown and find she's a little, nice British officer older. to marry. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like this. She was the last to get married. She was. She's like she, the she's like the uh, Jane Austen uh, exactly type. The uh, spinster role. Uh, Pride and Prejudice is what I'm thinking. Yes, the oldest, exactly. The oldest daughter. The oldest daughter who refuses to get married, and yeah, she yeah. turns out to be a rebel. Good for her. Good for Julia Kira Roberts. Knightley Good would also America. be a great decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then that's just this playing into our type. He's just, I want to yeah, typecast. You know, that's your Kira. movie. All right. We want you to make your, make your changes <laughs> then. Um, Rachel Keller. Uh, Donald Sutherland role. I love her. Donald Sutherland role. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do pull a fast one on you, Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell's just a I believe he needs <laughs> he's due for a serious role, and I believe this would be it. It's either gonna be this or Steve Carell, but I'm still waiting on Steve Carell to play the play Napoleon. So it's either gonna be uh, this this British revolutionary movie that Steve Carell's gonna star in, or he's gonna be Napoleon. That new uh, Steve Carell movie looks looks intense. The Plastic Man, yeah. The boy about his son that does meth. Yeah, he's got like Robert Zemeckis, right? Robert Zemeckis. Yes, yeah, Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so th- it's a toss-up for me between Chris Parnell or Steve Carell. Uh, Steve Carell, he needs an Oscar, and I feel like that would be his uh, Oscar-winning movie. <laughs> okay, well, I think both of those are are better than this movie. Yeah, probably. Uh, top five. Top five. We're doing the top five patriotic films. Because this is Fourth of July weekend. We need to celebrate America and the glory of the past, present, and future of this wonderful country. Fuck yeah. Stand up for this. Fuck yeah. If you need to. Remove your caps. Remove your caps. Take a knee. Take a seat. Take something. Put your hand on your goddamn heart. Take a hit. Take a swig. This time. Yeah, fireworks time. Guns. Fire. Yeah. Steak sizzling. Bonus top five. Top five fireworks. Uh, cowboy hat, smiley face, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Uh, the ones that go that shoot out and then they go. Oh, the, the yeah, the sparkle ones. Yeah, or the ones one, or the ones that look like a giant willow tree and they just scoop. Yeah, out. yeah, the ones that you feel like you can grab onto and like climb up. Yeah, yeah. but you'll get burnt. Yeah, but you you probably <laughs> die. Well, top five patriotic films. We got uh, a long list. Say, say say all the nominees and then we'll just we'll just do this real quick. We got a long list of classic American films, Kyle. Think, you want to break it down to us? I think I'll I got my. Yeah, Kyle, you Kyle, you break it down. Yeah, all right, I'll just go down the list right here. We got. Team America, we got Patriot, we got, I'm guessing, ID4's Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> Is it not? So I just found out that ID4 was actually just the marketing yeah. for that movie. Yeah. 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 I thought that that was like a thing. And it was just, no, it's just the marketing. Day, it's July. just the day that it's coming out. 1995. It has nothing to do with four now. <laughs> uh, My Date with the President's Daughter. Classic film. Pearl Harbor. Great song in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that Smash Mouth? I did a... Uh, my date with the president's daughter. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. sure. We can look it up. Uh, the Crossing. Crossing film Pearl about Harbor. Valley Forge. Glory. Glory. American Sniper. American Snippers. Miracle. Yep. Act of Valor. Definitely a nationalistic movie. Air Force One. Definitely a nationalistic movie. Nelly's. Uh, a great Nelly song. World Trade Center. Yep. Uh, Born on the 4th of July. Uh, National Treasures. Yep. First Avenger. Captain America. Gettysburg, Lone Survivor, Lincoln, Last of the Mohicans. That's our list. We got to think of just my my top five is going to be a deeply personal top five. Oh, okay, let's, I don't let's think, hear it, brother. So in no particular order, I'm just picking five off this list. So I got Patriot for sure. Yeah, probably number favorite, one. That's probably your favorite number one. Movie, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I prefer the Patriot to Braveheart. We've we've talked about this. It's it still amazes me. <laughs> yeah. Independence Day. Definitely in there. Yep. If Miracle's on this list, it's in my top five. Yep. National Treasure, the first one. Yep. And then in that fifth spot, it, that's the only spot that's up for grabs. I might have to go with uh, Lincoln. Makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I think I'm going to do that. All right. You're horrible. D.D. Lewis. I can't believe you didn't say Team America. What's wrong with you? Um, Team America. I haven't seen Team America in a long time. Oh, and, you're horrible. And I'm, and I'm, sure, I'm still not sure how I, how I feel about it's it. It's the greatest American movie. Without question, most most patriotic display of American ingenuity and bravery, 
I have ever witnessed. Team America, <laughs> number one. Number two, we'll give it to the Patriot just because it has the fucking name in it. It's a patriotic film. How could it not be? It's got great it, movie. It makes me it's proud. got an Australian and a British in a role of a, of American heroes. Go figure on that one. With Two that. Australians, yeah. Oh, they're both Australian. That's right. Yeah, Heath and Mel. I mean, Heath pretends he's British more than he's Australian, right? Or he pretended to be more British than Australian. No, I don't know. He's Australian. I I fit. Yeah. Well, he married a British woman, right? Michelle Williams. She's, She's not British. British. She's, She's American. American. What? I'm just getting just getting destroyed. My 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 childhood is just going up in flames right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> um, so Team America, that's my number one choice without question. Uh, number two would be the Patriot. Number three, um, I got to give it to Miracle because it's it's the Americans beat the Ruskies. Miracle is like the greatest feeling in a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kurt Russell, how can you not, not go wrong? My yeah. obsession with Kurt Russell continues to this day. <laughs> yeah. uh, number four would have to be. It's not really the most patriotic movie, but it is because it was a man fighting for what he believed to be right. Born on the 4th of July. A uh, very sad movie, but a very poignant movie. Um, number five, I would have to say, just because it was funded by the United States military, um, Act of Valor. That's the number five. Because, of course, they wanted to advertise the... the we got to do that movie, too. That's a real rotten contender right there. And you're going to give it a platform? I gave it a platform because it's, because it's so nationalistic and it's so patriotic because the the military funded this film to be released to America to realize, oh yeah, we do need we do need military presence across the globe. Yeah, we gotta get rid of the bad guys. That's why I didn't make my top five. Well, it's 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 there by default. That's why it's number five. Was uh was National Treasure on your list? Honorable mention, just because the the real National Treasure is Nicolas Cage. True. Okay. That's that was easy. Yeah, we did Good it. Job. We did it. Now it's time for our final game. You say you want a revolution, well, you know. You did it both. You did both versions too. You did the slow version yeah. at the start, and then now you, now you did, did the, the sped up version. Yep. Yeah, so that I like, uh, it. I like it. We're gonna take a a Beatles song and uh, pitch a new American Revolution movie around the title. Around the title of that Beatles song. I love it. I love the. I love anything Beatles related. Yeah. So, so give me. And the Beatles. The Beatles were basically. American Revolution Part Two, you know, because the British invaded and they succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, because we lost, we lost America to a bunch of Brits again. They definitely quelled the American Revolution when they landed on the Ed Sullivan Show. Yep, I can go first if you're not ready. Go ahead. This is going to follow uh, one of the leaders of the the revolution, one of one of the best sergeants in all the land, except his whole his whole regiment dies every time. And uh, it makes him quite lonely, and uh, his his regiment becomes known as Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. I don't know why he called it a club band, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's gonna play into the movie, and you'll 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 find out at the end why he's starting a band of drummer boys. <laughs> Merle Merle was in the band. Merle was Sergeant Merle, Pepper. His Merle, last name is Pepper. Merle was Merle is Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> this is a film about a, a revenue agent uh, for the for the British Army during the during the late 1700s um, when time is the times are tough in Boston. Uh, he's a he's a revenue agent forced to forced to collect uh, collect his debts from a from a local brewer and patriot Samuel Adams. But Sam has different ideas. He's trying to convince this guy to go against the crown and. Uh, fund the revolution with his collected uh, taxes that's right he's the tax man <laughs> the tax man, <laughs> the ta- tax <laughs> man! <laughs> yeah. you know what would have a good help yeah <laughs> just yeah. like just the amount just, just go into everybody the just in mud all the time that would be a good rename for this movie is help <laughs> just going to like the huron the huron uh, uh native american tribe and just and just dancing to help the entire time <laughs> yeah those are great yeah come together uh, would be an inspiring yeah. American Revolution. Octopus's movie. Garden. It's about uh, yeah. the, the, the first uh, submarine used in Revolutionary <laughs> Warfare that lasted about three minutes and sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And now it's an Octopus's was... Garden. <laughs> okay, and uh, we're all we're we're just about done. Do you have a uh, an original blurb? Original blurb. Um, I think I got mine. Uh, okay, I'm I'm going keep going with the Beatles song. I'm going. Uh, you say you want a revolution. Well, no. Yeah. Just no. I don't. <laughs> not anymore. Original blurb. Historical accuracy does not equal a fun and enjoyable romp at the movie theaters. 
Yeah. Was this movie meant to be a fun and enjoyable romp? I don't think so. I think at its best, it would have been a gritty... According to Al Pacino, this was a great film, and it meant a lot to him. (laughs) But it it meant a lot to him so much that when it was universally panned by critics and audiences alike, he went into uh, hiding for four years and refused to act in any role until 1989. Thank God we we remembered to mention that. Right. Good good fun fact. It's like, Al, here's another original blurb. Al, I can see why you took four years off. (laughs) (laughs) Any uh, real recommendations? Right now? uh, Fourth of July ones. You have any Fourth of July recommendations? To to paraphrase one of my favorite films of all time, um, when you're lighting firecrackers and they accidentally go off, don't close your hand on the firecracker. Okay. Leave your hand open because <laughs> you're just gonna burn your hand if you leave your hand open. If you close your fist around a firecracker, you just blow your hand off. Yeah. Ask JPP. JPP. You know me. Um, I will recommend Sparklers. Underrated. Still. Uh, I think that you should not buy fireworks, just buy sparklers, and uh, you I'll know. S- I'll see you guys do, do I, some dances. I'll see y'all got snakes and sparklers, but where are the real fireworks? <laughs> oh, that's my other recommendation: is listen to the Joe Dirt fire <laughs> firework rant. Yeah, you're not not a maker. That's why I'm you, Joe Dirt. They well, move. Well, about fifteen years ago, man, they got into like you. We're gonna end this podcast as we always do with the Pledge of Allegiance. Here that's it goes. Right. Let's go, guys. Stand up, everybody. Let's stand up. Face the flag. You better not take a knee. Yeah, you better remember. Because you're disrespecting the flag. Yeah, you have to remember how it starts. How does it start? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the uh, United, United States, States of America, America to, to, to the, the republic for which it stands, one nation. nation. Nope, you better not say that. Indivisible. This ain't the 50s anymore. It's one nation, <laughs> indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. It's a fight. We're getting under God removed because we're a country of secularists. The separation of church and state is real. You're a grand old flag. You're a high flying flag. And forever in peace may you wave. And uh, ignore all that crazy <laughs> You're stuff. way too patriotic for me, dude. <laughs> no, I actually really enjoy patriotic songs. I think that God Bless America, the National Anthem, I think those are all fantastic National songs. National Anthem is just a, it's a shit song, though. It is not a shit song. It's a great song. But it's about, the whole song is about, like... I don't care. I, I, I enjoy songs that I don't know what they're about, which I just found out. Other fun fact. Real recommendation right here. The Electric Slide is about a vibrator. What? Yes. That's a hot take. 100% true. No, the, the writer came out and said that a girl told him that she doesn't need him anymore because she got her electric slide. She got her electric slide Which on. is what she called her vibrator. So he wrote wow. the song, and that's what the song is about. That's crazy. So we're leaving you with that fucking knowledge. <laughs> that's sexual knowledge. Thanks for tuning into this bonus episode. Remember to uh, follow us. I'm uh, Sick Lions on Twitter and Lick Nylons on Instagram. S-R-A-M-W-E-R-E-Z across the across social media channels. Feel free to email us, to Gmail us, to tweet us, to Facebook us, Gmail. to Instagrams us. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate your knowledge and insight into historical facts. We appreciate your knowledge and, and, and just beautiful self in general. And God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Yeah. <laughs> Odin blesses you. Keep it real. Keep it rotten. Whatever we say. Yeah, whatever. Bye. Yeah, cool. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes, our gratin You ought to film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you wanted to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten Yeah.